Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Pevav, Daf 86 of Nesechta Psachim. Uh, friends, it's an interesting Daf over here. The first part of the Daf, until we get to the final Mishnah of uh, the 8th, no, 7th pair of Nesechta Psachim. The first part of the Daf talks about the Kedusha of Jerusalem. Does it extend to roofs and upper stories, which is really interesting. So, of course, like, you know, all of the Kudshim that we've been discussing, our primary interest is in the Korban Pesach. But there's interesting Nafkaminas. You know, you come to Yerushalayim, you bring a Korban Shlomim, Korban Toda, now you want to eat it. Can you eat it uh, if you live on the top floor apartment? Can you eat it in your top floor apartment? Interesting Shaila. And then we get to the final Mishnah of the seventh parak of Mesech Psachim which discusses eating the Korban Pesach in multiple chaburis, uh, in multiple groups, which is interesting if you're into that. And um, yeah, it's exciting. We're, we're really progressing here in Masech Psachim, which is pretty awesome. I mean, Daf 86 already. That's, that's, that's pretty significant. So exciting stuff around, around here at Babylon Talmud. Okay, Daf Pei Amud Bey's three lines from the bottom. Okay, so the Mishnah had said that the windows and the thickness of the walls are considered like inside. Now, so, uh, okay, that, let's just say that for now. We'll get back to the details later. So, says the Gemara Amar Rav, says Rav, that the roofs and the upper stories do not have Kedusha. Now, this applies both to Yerushalayim and to the Azar. So, meaning, uh, if you have, if you're a Kohen and you're eating a Korban Chatas, so you have to eat that in the Azar. Now, you cannot eat that, according to Rav, um, in, like, on the roof of the Azar, or, well, the Azar was kind of op- open, but let's say on the roof of the Heichal, or in, like, an upper chamber of the Azar. That would not be allowed. Or, if you're eating your carbon Pesach in Yerushalayim, you gotta eat it on the ground level. You can't eat it on a, on a second floor, uh, you know, balcony or apartment or whatever it is. Very, very interesting. You gotta eat it on the ground level. So, Amrav Gagan Valio Sloniskachu, that the roofs and the upper stories do not have the Kedusha of whether it's the Azara or Yerushalayim. Frek the Gemara Ini, is that really true? The Amrav, that Rav said, in the name of his uncle Igra. How interesting is that? That when in Yerushalayim, when they would have so many people in a Chabura, that each person was only able to get one Kezai's worth of Korban Pesach. And then they would go and they would sing Halal. Right at the end of the Seder, we sing Halal with the Korban Pesach. Between all these people that were packed in on a Korban Pesach and singing Halal, it would mamish break the roof. Mamish the, 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 the singing and the eating, everything together was a very powerful experience. So Paka Igra, it would push it, break, it was Ki'ilu, it would break through the roof. My love, the Achli Begla Vami Begra. And Mistame, what does it mean? It means that they were congregating on the roof. They were eating the Korban Pesach there on the roof. Then they would sing Halal on the roof. Everything was going on on the roof. So clearly then, we see that we're eating, this is Rav speaking, and we're saying that we're eating the Korban Pesach on the roof. So if that's the case, the Korban Pesach is Kachim Kalim, you're eating it on the roof. It sounds like 
the roof is uh, free game, it's fair game. It's Niskadru, it has Kedusha Sushalim, that's why you can eat Kachim Kalm, you can eat the Kachim Pesach on the roof. Lo, No. They were eating the Korban Pesach on the ground. Uh, you know, on, on, on the streets of Yerushalayim. You know, on the ground level at least. You know, maybe the first floor of the house, but the ground level. And then they would go up to the roof to sing Halal. Ini, is this really true? Or that we don't get up after we're done eating the Korban Pesach for Afikomen. What does that mean? What it means is that you shouldn't get up from one. So Rashi explains in the Dibur Masmov Amrav, he says, Afikomen Lashon Hotsiu Klechem Mikan Venelech Venochal Od Bechabur Acheres. Afik means to, to go out. And, um, I guess Koman means to eat. <laughs> I don't know. But, but, um, but Afikoman, like Kilu, let's get out of here and go eat somewhere else, right? So, Ein Maftir and Achar Pesach Afikoman. After we're done eating the Korban Pesach, we don't then say, let's go somewhere else and continue eating. So, new. So, how could we say that Rav is saying that, um, they would eat the Korban Pesach on the ground floor and then go up to the roof to sing Halal? If he says, Ein Maftir and Achar Pesach Afikoman, that once we're done eating the Korban Pesach, we don't then go to other places. So, okay. Gemara gives a simple answer, which is, well, it depends. If you're in the middle of eating, yeah, don't get up from one place and go eat Korban Pesach in another place. Don't do that. But if your mom is done with the Korban Pesach and you want to go up to the roof to sing Halal, sounds very beautiful. As long as it's not your roof that's, as long as it's not your roof that's being broken. But then again, it was only Ki'ilu was being broken. It was actually, it sounds like it was a very beautiful experience. Maybe what, maybe, maybe, uh, this year for Pesach, Babylon Talmud will have a a, a, a Korban Pesach in, in Yerushalayim and uh, we'll see if we can break the roof. Alright, alright. Yeah, maybe the Maise, we could find the roof in Nachlaot. Maybe in Nachlaot we could find the roof and uh, we could sing Halal Darton. Let's go weiter. First, I gotta get back to Israel. They gotta open up the airports first. There's a lot of things that need to happen. Oh, Mashiach needs to come, Besam Mikdash. But they say there's a Gemara, Besam Mikdash is the opinion that can just come down from the heavens. So, that part could be quick. Let's go weiter. Tashma. Come in here. Abishol Omer. Says the holy Abishol, the holy needer of the house of Rebbe. That's what we learned on Daflam and Dalit. Aliyah's Beiskot Shakodoshim, Chamurim, Beiskot Shakodoshim. That the upper levels, the upper chambers in the Kodesh HaKodeshim was even more holy than the Kodesh HaKodeshim itself. How come? Because the, the Kodesh HaKodeshim, the Kohen Gadol, goes in once a year. Whereas the upper chambers of the Kodesh HaKodeshim, you go in there once every seven years. Some say twice every seven years. Some talk say it was once every 50 years. Laid the Maitzricha just to make sure that everything was structurally intact. So we see that the Aliyos based Kodesh HaKodeshim was even more holy than the base Kodesh HaKodeshim itself. So, no. What do we see? So we see that the upper levels, the upper stories, Taka have Kedusha. Some Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Mehecho Nekom, Venesiv Inish, 
Are we seriously asking a question on Rav from the Hechel? Shiny Hechel. The Hechel is unique. It says that David gave his son Shlomo all of the um, blueprints for the Ulam, all of its chambers and, and, and things like that. And included in that is Ali Yosef, its upper stories. That everything came from the Abishter. So we see that the Heichal is exceptional because everything came from God and gave him a list of upper stories and chambers and all sorts of things that were going to be holy. But, you know, just the average rooftop of Jerusalem, um, you know, it will not necessarily have the requisite amount of Kedusha to be able to eat Kachim Kalim or the rooftops of the, of, of, of the Heichal will not have the requisite level of Kedusha to be able to so if you have chambers that are built into the Azara, but the entry into these chambers is in the Harabayas, it's not in the Azara. So Kiyidu, as we learned a few weeks ago, so the Harabayas would be Machne Leviya, whereas the Azara would be Machne Shechina. So, the, if you have a chamber that's built into the Azar, the Azar being Machneshchina, but the way to, the doorway, the entranceway into this chamber was through the Harabayas, the Machnelevia. So, Tochen Chov Gagoseen Kodesh. So we say that the inside of this chamber is going to be, just have the Kedusha of Harabayas, not the Kedusha of the Azar, but its roof will have the Kedusha of the Azar. So what does that sound like? Well, you have a chamber that's built inside the Azara, and its roof is above this chamber that's built inside the Azara, and we're saying that it's holy. So it sounds like, just like the Azara itself is holy, also any roofs that are built into the Azara are also holy. So what, well, you know, it's a kasha and rab. Tirgmar of Chizda, Mishigagosein, Shavan the Karka Azara. Interesting. So if Chizda says that this is talking about underground chambers, and therefore the roof of the underground chamber is flush with the ground. And that is why it has the Kedusha of the Azara, meaning you have a chamber that is basically built under the Azara, and its entranceway would be through the Harabayas. So we're saying that the chamber itself only has the Kedusha of Harabayas, not the Kedusha of the Azara, but above it, i.e. the Azara, has Kedusha Sazara, obviously. But if we continue reading in that price, so what does it say? That if you have the opposite, they have these chambers that are built into the Harabayas, Ufsuchos Lakodesh, but they're opened up into the Azara, i.e. the way that you get into these chambers is by way of the Azara. Tochen Kodesh Chol. So now it's the opposite. The inside of these chambers that are built in the Harabayas, but whose entranceways are via the Azara, so their insides are holy with the Kedushas Azara, but the roof of it, the roof of this chamber that's built into the Harabayas has the Kedusha of Harabayas. But not the Kedusha of the Azara, which is a higher level of Kedusha. Now, now, if our hypothesis is indeed correct, that we're talking about chambers that are underground, 
And therefore, we're talking about um, a chamber that was built underground in the Harabayas and whose entryway is via the Azara, which means that you're basically going to be, you're at the entryway into these chambers is, is underground underneath the Azara. Well, then, Havila Mechilos. Well, then, okay, so basically you're entering in to this chamber, this underground chamber, which is under the Harabayas. You're going to be entering in from underneath the Azara. Well, then the entryway into this chamber is going to be what's called Mechilos, an underground tunnel. Now, we learned the other day, in a different context, that Rabbi Yochanan says that Mechilos Loniskachu, that the underground passageways in the Beis HaMikdash did not have Kedusha, or at least certainly not the Kedusha of the Azar. Now, if that's the case, so, no. So, we're saying, you have these chambers, they're built at the Harabais, the entryways into the Azar. We're saying that they have the Kedusha of the Azar. Now, if we want to say that we're talking about underground chambers, well, then that means that you're basically getting, entering into this chamber via underground. Then how can we say that since it's under the Azara, it has the Kedusha of the Azara, it's going to be opened up into some tunnel, and these tunnels don't have Kedusha. When Rabbi Yochanan says, this is the answer, that when Rabbi Yochanan says that these tunnels do not have Kedusha, meaning... When you have a tunnel that opens up into a harabayas, so even if it goes underneath the azar, it's not going to have kedusha azar. azar. But when the brisa says that if you have a chamber that's built under harabayas that opens up into basically a passageway that's under the azara, and we're saying that the chamber has kedusha azara, that's because that passageway opens up into the azar. So the entranceway into this passageway, which then enters into this chamber, um, so the the, the entryway into this underground passage is in the Azara, therefore it will have Kedusha Sazara, and therefore the chamber that the way to get into it is via this um, pathway that comes from the Azara, so the chamber itself will have Kedusha Sazara as well. V'atanya, but we learn in the Bryce, the Rebbe Omer says, Rebbe One second. Rebbe says that any passageways under the Heichal are, do not have Kedusha Sazara, so the Gemara gives a simple answer. Again, when we say that those chain, those those passageways do not have Kedushas HaHeichal, so it's talking about where it's opened up into Harabais. That's why it only has the Kedusha of Harabais. Tashma Vigago Kodesh. Interesting. But now the Gemara asks a more serious question, which is, but the continuation of that price of Rabbi Uda is that Vigago Kodesh, that the roof of the Heichal is in fact holy. So he's saying that these passageways under the Heichal are not holy, but the roof is holy. Hmm. Well, that's going to be a hard one. Because here we have a Brysa that's saying explicitly that the roof of the Heichal is holy. So how is Rav saying that the roofs do not have Kedusha? To which the Gemara says, but wait a second, wait a second. Vitizbira. But let me ask you Akasha. We have a brisa that says, hmm. We have a brisa that says that these roofs, i.e. the roof of the Heichel, you're not allowed to eat kachim kachim there. You're not allowed to slaughter kachim kalim there. So then clearly, think again. Clearly, this roof of the Heichel is, does not have Kedusha. Well, then what do we do? With the Bryce that says that the roof of the Heichal is holy. So listen to this. 
Laosen Beis Amos. So if Chama Baguria says, it's holy to an extent. It's holy regarding, now Beis Amos, it does mean two Amos, but meaning two one Amo long measuring sticks. What are we talking about? It's not. As we learn in the Mishnah, Beis Amos Hayu B'Shushan Abira. Interestingly, above the entrance to, hmm, to what? The Heicho? Where was this? One second. Maybe I think the Azara. I think that's so what, like above Sharnikinor, I guess. Okay. So, so there was this thing in the base of it, it's called the Shushan Abira. That it was basically a picture, a drawing of uh, Shushan, like from the Megillah. As Rashi says, So that they'll know where they came from. How interesting is that? They came from Shushan, at least in the second base of Mikdash. You know, to give credit to the Persian rulers who allowed them to go back to Israel. Anyways, so on either side of this Shushan Abira, of this like um, drawing, this rendering of Shushan, so there were two one ama long measuring sticks. One on the northeastern part of the Shushan Abir, one on the southeastern part. Kilo on either side of this rendering. Okay. The measuring stick that was the one Amalong measuring stick that was on the northeast side of the Shushan Abira was one half a finger breadth larger than the Amma of Moshe, meaning one Amma, as we know, is um, six Tfachim. Now, one Tefach is... Alright, so this was a Gemara in Erevin, right? Uh, what was it? Six... One Amma, I think, is what? Six Etzbos? So then, um, the measuring stick that was on the northeast was six Tfachim, okay, the one Amma, plus... An extra etzba. The one on the southeast was, I'm sorry, so the one on the northeast was plus half an etzba, half a finger extra. The one on the southeast was an, a full finger larger. Okay, fine. How come we have different measures? How come we have the regular ama, which is like the ama of Moshe Rabbeinu, then we have these larger amas, like we have larger measuring sticks. So the Gemara gives an answering an interesting answer. Interesting. So if you would have, you would have contractors who would get a gig in the base of Mikdash, right? They would get a, a job in the base of Mikdash. Now we have to be concerned about Meila, right? What if they were contracted to build something that's supposed to be one Amatol, let's say, and they end up building something that's slightly under one Amatol, but they got paid for building something in Amatol, so it would be Me'ila. They're basically taking extra money, getting benefit from from the, the money of the Beis HaMikdash. So what they would do is, if you had a, a contractor who would accept a contract to build something that's one Amma, he would use these measuring sticks that they had, which were slightly larger, you know, either a half an etzba or an etzba, slightly larger than an Amma, just to make to give a little bit of wiggle room so that if, if, it, if they end up building something uh, if it ends up coming out to slightly less, it'll still be what they're being paid for, which is which is one ama, to ensure that there's no mi'ila. 
Okay, fine. So that explains why we would have a larger measuring stick. But why do we need two measuring sticks? Why do we need one that is one finger breadth, one finger breadth larger than Moshe's and one that's half a finger breadth larger? Well, the one that was half a finger breadth, i.e. slightly larger than Moshe, that was for the um, people who work with gold and silver. So they would use kind of just slightly larger. Um, and for the people who work with like stone and, and bigger kind of things, so they would use the measuring stick that was one finger breadth. So what do we see? So the point being that when we say that the roof of the Heichel, oh, but I guess we're saying the roof of the Heichel Davka. I don't know, we're talking about the roof in the context of the Shushan Abira. Okay, so the roof of this Shushan Abira, it um, had Kedusha to an extent. Kedusha to the fact that you'd, we would store these measuring sticks that were used in the construction in the Beis Mikdash that was kept there. It had that level of Kedusha, but not like a level of Kedusha that you can, you know, eat Kodshay Kodshim and Sheth Kodshim Kalim over there. It was kind of a lower level of Kedusha, just holy enough to be able to store like, you know, construction materials for the Beis Mikdash. Um, Okay, but the opinion of Rav that roofs and upper stories in Jerusalem do not have Kedusha uh, seems to be standing. Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah, Chalonos v'ovi achoma, the windows and the thickness of the walls, kilifnim, are considered like inside. Now, my understanding is that we're talking about the windows and the thickness of the walls of the Azara. So, for example, if, if you eat uh kodshim in the windows of the wall of the azara it would be considered like you're in the azara and that would be okay so bishlama chalonos so i understand how we can argue that the windows of the walls of the azara are like the azara because after all we're saying that you know we're saying that according to rav the upper stories and the roofs don't have kedusha and we say that it applies just like it applies to jerusalem it applies to the azara now, a window is going to be considered like an upper story. The top of the wall is certainly going to, is going to be considered like the roof. And yet, our, our Mishnah says that it's considered like inside. It has Kedusha. So, how does Rav explain that? So, Bishlama Achalonus. I, I understand how you can explain how the windows have Kedusha Sazara. Well, because the way that it would work is that you would enter into the Azar through Shar Nicanor, and then there would be like 11 Amas, that's what was called the Ezra Sisral, that's where just like the regular people, like me, would hang out. Then there would be a few steps, I think four steps, that go up to a raised platform, that's where the Mizbeach was, that's what's called the Ezra Kohanim, and that's where the Kohanim would kind of do their thing. So now, you can have windows in the wall surrounding the Azara that were on the same level as the upper uh, of the platform of the Ezra's Kohanim, where the Kohanim would hang out. So I understand how you can argue that the windows were level with the floor, which is which would therefore make it just regular Kedusha Sazar. But how can you argue that the thickness of the top of the wall would be flush with the level of the uh, of, of the floor of the Azara to say that it would be considered like ground level. So the Gemara answers, answers, Meshkachas la bivarshura. Tichsev vayev al chel v'choma. 
Apparently, there were two walls to the Azara. There was one wall, which I think it says was 40 Amis tall. There was one wall that was Mamash Gazunta Gishmake tall wall. But there was another wall that was lower. And that wall was only as, as, as tall as the Ezra's Kohanim, the floor, the ground of the Ezra's Kohanim. And that is the top of the wall that we're talking about that has Kedushas Azara. But, uh, you know, any upper stories or roofs would not have the Kedushas Azara. The window and the top of the wall that we're talking about is, is, is um, windows and walls that you can argue were on the same level as the, um, the floor of the Azara where the Kohanim would do their thing. Interesting, right? And now we get to the final Mishnah of the seventh parak of Mesechta Psachim. It says in the Mishnah, Shtei Chaburos, Shayu Ochlim, Echod. If you have two groups that are in one house, and they're both eating the same Korban Pesach, but separately. There's one Korban Pesach, there's two groups, you know, this is a small group, this is a small group. They each, for whatever reason, want to do their own Korban Pesach. They got their own, no. They got their own friends, whatever it is, but they don't have enough to eat an entire Korban Pesach. So they team up with another group. They say, look, we'll split the Korban Pesach. We'll eat in our group. You'll eat in your group, but we'll join together in one Korban Pesach. So the mission says, So if you had two Chaburas that were sharing one Korban Pesach in the same house, so each group, they don't have to be facing each other. They don't have to come together. You know, group A can be hanging out with themselves. Group B can be hanging out with themselves, even though their backs are to each other. So you can even have the hot water in the middle. If you have um, a servant, a waiter, who is waiting between, you know, on the two groups. So you can even keep like the hot water that he's going to be using to be mixing into the wine, to be mosaic asayayin, that we've heard a few times that their wine was a thick concentrate that they would, they would, they would dilute. So you can even kind of keep things in between the groups. They're separate. And if the uh, waiter is eating with one of the groups and he gets up in order to dilute some wine for somebody in the other group, so he closes his mouth and he turns his face until he gets to uh, until he gets back to his chabura the ochel and eats with them. Meaning, you have a waiter who is waiting on both groups, but he's eating his korban pesach with one group. Now you can only eat the korban pesach with one group. I mean, you can have one korban pesach for two groups, but once you're in a group, you got to stick with that group. So if you have that waiter and he's eating his korban pesach with his group, but he's got to get up in order to dilute some wine for somebody in the other groups, so what he does is, even while he goes over to the other group to dilute the wine, he still keep, you know, keeps his face looking at his group and he keeps his mouth shut, basically to make it clear that he's not eating with a group he shouldn't be eating with. And a bride, a newly married bride, if uh, so she's permitted to turn the other way if she feels uncomfortable, in the group, she could turn the other way also and uh, look the other way while they're eating the Korban Pesach and that would be acceptable, says the Gemara. Who is the author of our Mishnah who says that you can have one Korban Pesach for multiple groups but you can only eat Korban Pesach with one group? So that's Rabbi Yehuda, the Tanya, as we learn in the Baisah, that it says by the Korban Pesach um, that, that uh, and, and the houses that you're going to be eating them 
right? They're going to be eating the Korban Pesach in them. Which teach, so because, right, Bahem is plural, right? Right, the houses that you will, that they will be eating, or that you will be eating it in them. So it means that you can have multiple Chaburis for a Korban Pesach. Is it possible though that, okay, so if you can have multiple Chaburas on one Korban Pesach, can you eat with both Chaburas? Can you go back and forth between them, eat with both of them? That it's eaten, it, the Korban Pesach is eaten. Okay, fine. No, 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 sorry. Fine. The Pesach says that is eaten in one house, but as we're going to see in a few minutes, Rabbi Yehuda basically learns it as he will eat it, meaning meaning um, he, the person, one person, can only eat it in, in one chabura. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure what I just said, but, but, but basically Rabbi Yehuda, like when it says he learns out meaning he, the individual, um, he needs to eat it by himself, he himself, so meaning, therefore, even though we said Asher yochlu oso bayim means that you can have multiple chaburas for one korban pesach. However, an individual has to choose one group and eat with that group. Okay, fine. Mikan amru. So from here we said Hashem shochel kazayis b'tzadatoner that you know if you have a, a waiter who's preparing the korban pesach and he spaces out and he eats some of the korban pesach, well. That's it, basically. He can't go back and eat it with his group because he can only eat it in one place. So, well, if he's smart, he'll just eat as much as he can right now because he's not going to be, any, be able to eat any more of it later in, a, in the other place. Now, if the other people want to be nice, they can say, you know what, let's all just go and join the waiter over here since he can't eat and he can't eat with us in the other place. Let's all just go join him over here and eat the carbon Pesach with him. Okay, fine. That's Rabbi Yudah's opinion, that you can have multiple Chaburas on one Korban Pesach, but an individual person has to eat with only one Chabura in one place. Rabbi Shemin Omer says, Rabbi Shemin, he has got the opposite opinion. So, when the Pasuk says, that, that Pasuk, which is learning out like multiples, so it means that a person can eat the Korban Pesach in multiple places. Well, then is it possible that you can also eat it in two groups? That it needs to be eaten in one, in one house. Meaning, whereas Rabbi Yudah learned that, that out to be Yochal, he eats it, the person, Rabbi Shimon learns it out to be Yeochel, that it, the Korban Pesach, is eaten. Meaning, the Korban Pesach can only be eaten with one group. However, a person who belongs to one group is allowed to then go and eat again in a different group. Okay, so basically, um, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon have opposite opinions. Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is that there can be multiple groups for one Korban Pesach. However, an individual person needs to choose a group and stick with it. Um, Rabbi Shimon's opinion is that there can only be one group per Korban Pesach, but a person could, you know, after he's done eating in his group, he can go and eat Korban Pesach in another group as well. What is the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Yehuda Savi Yeshim the Masoris, Rabbi Shimon Savi Yeshim the Mikra. This may be the first time that we're getting to this machlokas explicitly, Yeshim the Mikra versus Yeshim the Masoris, but we must have had examples of the, this until now, which is 
Basically, this concept means yeshem lemikra means that we give weight to how something is read, whereas yeshem lemasoris means we give weight to how something is written. So, as I was saying, that Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is that bavais um, echad yochal, right? That he, the individual, will eat it in one place. I.e., he can only be, be part of one group and eat it in one place because he learns when the pasuk says bavais echad yeachel, even though we read it yeachel, he says that's not what's more important. What's more important is how it's written, and it's written yochal, and therefore. It's referring to him as an individual has to eat it in one place. Whereas Rabbi Shimon says, no, what we care about is how it's written, Yeshim the Mikra, and it's read, Yeachel, it will be eaten, it referring to the Korban Pesach. Therefore, it can only be eaten with one Chabura. However, that an individual, if he wants, right, that you can eat it in multiple houses, in multiple places, that would be acceptable. That's the Machlokas between Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Shimon. Now, Frek the Gemara, so what if you have a group, they're sitting around eating their carbon Pesach, getting wasted. So, and then a uh, wall just kind of comes down between them. Posh it. So now they're all of a sudden in two groups. Okay. Well, according to Behuda, who says that a Korban Pesach is allowed to be in in two groups. No big deal. Okay, so they're all in one group. A wall kind of came down in between them. Now they're two groups. That's okay. But contrib Shimon, who says that one Korban Pesach cannot be eaten in two groups, well, that wall is going to create an issue because now there's two groups on one Korban Pesach. Imagine you have two apartments, one next to the other. You have one family is eating their Korban Pesach in their apartment. You have the next family is eating their Korban Pesach in their apartment. And then the wall between the two apartments falls down. Now all of a sudden it's a new space. So the Ve'omer ochel ochel mekomis ochlen. So according to Reb Shimon, who says that you're allowed to eat the Korban Pesach in multiple places, no big deal. Right? The new architectural structure of the space doesn't make a difference. Whereas according to Abiyuda, who says that you're not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach in two different places, well, the, the this is a new structure. It's a new place. It's a new space. And therefore, you will not be able to continue eating your Korban Pesach. Yosef of Kana, Rav Kana was sitting, he took this halacha at face value. Amalei Ravashi, Ravashi asked a question. Rav Kana, Siluk mechitza v'asiyas mechitza m'yavi kebez mekomo suchbez chaburus dami Olo teku. Gemara says teku, meaning, what happens if you have two people in their apartments, you then remove the wall and you put it back? Is it going to be considered like two places or what? Gemara says, Akmanishkan leave me alone. Let, let's do other things. Hakalo fechas is So the Mishnah had said that a bride, if she feels uncomfortable in the group, she could turn the other way. And, um, Eat the Korban Pesach, and that's acceptable. My time, Frek the Gemara, how come? How come she would want to do such a thing? How come she'd want to turn the other way? So because she's embarrassed. She feels uncomfortable. She just got married. These are strange people. She feels uncomfortable if she wants to look the other way. Right, Rashi says maybe everybody's looking at her, so she's allowed to. Uh-huh. So visited Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Amrule, they said to him, Mashimcha, what's your name? Amr Lehu, Ravuna. He said, my name is Ravuna. Amru, Nesim Marapurya. 
they said to him, okay, why don't you sit on the, on the, on like the couch that they would eat on? As we know from Masech Lebrachas, that they would eat on couches. They would recline. So Yosef, so he did. So he sat on the couch. They offered him a glass of wine. He says, sure, I'd love a glass of wine. And they ate it in two sips. He ate it leisurely. He drank it leisurely. You know, he sipped his wine. And he didn't turn the other way while he was drinking. They said to Ravuna Bedu of Nosen, my time of car is like Ravuna. How come you, when we asked you what your name was, you said, my name is Ravuna. Amalu Balashimani says, people always called me Ravuna. So, I said, my name was Ravuna. My time of Kyo Amulach, Nesivapuri Yosav. How come when we said, why don't you sit on the couch, you immediately sat on the couch, rather than like sitting on the floor or something? Amalu Komashi Yomalach Balabayas Aset. He says, well, we have a minig that whatever a homeowner says to you, whatever the, 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 the host says to you, do. So if you're telling me to sit on the couch, I'm going to sit on the couch. My time aki, kasa kabat bechad zimna. How come when we offered you a glass of wine, you immediately accepted it? You didn't like say, I don't know, maybe, whatever. He said, well, you sort of refuse I don't know if refuse is the right word, but you say like, I don't know, I'm not sure, you know, maybe later, to a katan, to somebody who's not so great, but to a gadol, some, a great person, you don't, you don't, uh, you know, turn something down. They offer you a glass of wine, take it. My time, Ashtise betray zimne, and how come you sipped it? How come you drank it in two sips, not in one? Omerlu, he said to him, the Tanya, as we learn in the price, if somebody just drinks his entire glass at once, how is a gargarun? He's like a gargarun. Honestly, I didn't look up what that means, but it means a gargarun. doesn't sound like a good thing. A muzzler. I don't know. A guzzler. Shnaim derecheretz. To drink in two sips, that, that, that's appropriate. Shlosha migase aruach. If you drink it in three sips, like mom is taking your time, well then, that's haughty. Don't do that. So that's why you drink it in two sips, as he's supposed to. My time and how come you didn't turn away your head, your face when you drank? He says, Well, we learned in the Mishnah that a young bride turns her head, not me. Uh not 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 Rafunas. And fine. So basically Ravuna Brid of Nelson came to this place and sounds like he was just like making himself comfortable a little bit too quickly. So they wanted to know like, you know, why did he do all these things? And he, he justified why he did all of these things. So Bishma Brabiosi visited the house of Rabshimin Brabiosi Ben Lekunya Yavulay Kasa. They gave him a glass. Kibley Bechadzimna and he accepted it in one. He just accepted it. Bishasi Bechadzimna. And he drank it, the whole thing in one gulp. Amrile, they said to him, Don't you hold that somebody who drinks his glass in one sip, he's a guzzler. Yeah, but that doesn't apply over here because it was a small glass, your wine is very sweet, and I'm a big boy. <laughs> Alright, fine. Am Ravuna, says Ravuna, so it says, Ravuna, if you have a group that they go to a restaurant together and there's a waiter over there, 
So the waiter doesn't have to start serving them until all of them arrive. Like he doesn't have to, you know, serve them like one at a time. And then viot and afil they can leave whenever they're done. They don't have to all leave at the same time. Says Rabbi, but there's exceptions. It has to be within the context and the framework uh, in the time frame that like people generally eat. Right? It has to be at a time that people generally come to eat and don't come too early, don't stay too late. As long as you're within sort of a normal context, so sure, you know, you can leave one at a time and that's fine. But don't have like people sticking around forever. Says Ravina that you know if you're going to um, you know having like special service where like the the waiter needs to to like treat people individually, so then you know make sure to pay him and the person who stays late give him extra money. But you don't necessarily what's that like leaving a tip or something like that. But I don't know. I guess you don't have to pay extra necessarily for this. I guess as long as you work it out in advance, whatever is supposed to be paid. I imagine. Um, well, we'll come back to you, Ketzatzolin. Will we come back to you? Well, no, what's the consensus? What's the consensus? What do you guys think about Ketzatzolin? Not so posh it, right? Not so posh it. Corbonus. Alright, what can I tell you? Let's see, but we've completed, we're up to uh, Perik 8 of Masech Psachim. 8 out of 10. Exciting times here at Babylon Talmud. Okay, Psachim Dav Pevav, we talked about the Kedush of Yerushalayim. Super interesting. We have the opinion of Rav, which seems to hold, which is that the upper stories and the roofs of Jerusalem as well as the Azara don't have their respective um, Kedusha. So I guess Nafkaminas for the Babylon Talmud Kodim Pesach this year, that uh, we should probably eat it. It's, you know, if we, if we all come to my parents' house in Achlaot, there's a big, uh, uh, there's a gun, there's a big uh, like park, Darton, that they just uh, re, uh, like redesigned a few years ago. So maybe we can eat Korban Pesach over there. Akoponim. So, okay, fine. Eating in multiple Chaburas. So Rabbi Huda's opinion regarding eating in multiple Chaburas is that you can have multiple Chaburas for one Korban Pesach, but an individual person can only, you know, that he has to choose which, which Chabur he wants to be in. He can't eat in multiple Chaburas. Rabbi Shimon's opinion is that there's only one Chabur per Korban Pesach, but an individual can eat in multiple Chaburas if he wants. He can go from one to the other. And... I'd say that those were really the main sugyas of, uh, of Daf Pevav. There was an interesting anecdote with Ravuna Breder of Yoshua, uh, Ravuna Breder of Nasan, uh, who visited Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, and, uh, he get, there were some interesting tidbits over there, like, for example, Kol Mashriyomel Chabalabayas Asay, was interesting, and Masarvin Lakat and Masarvin Lagado, interesting in Yanim. Um, have a great day, peace out.